And welcome to the NXT review on LOP Radio. Uh, this week, quite a few things happened. So uh, before in the past, we've had, when we've had a takeover, we've gone live or we've done a show later in the week and put that up as like a recording. But this week, with the this is the first time we're really doing this in the middle of the NXT review kind of era, I guess, of Laws of Pain Radio. Uh, do we need to change the name? We're not Laws of Pain anymore. <laughs> not really thought about that. Uh, but anyway... This week, I have brought in, because it's a post-takeover show, which is becoming a kind of, uh, what's the word? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a recurring thing that's happening. You see, I've got the, I've got the sentence, I can't think of the word. <laughs> so, uh, a recurring thing that's happening to bring Jay Cool on, who is, what is that? It's just such a blatant word as well, I'm really annoyed. <laughs> the recurring thing that's happening is for Jay Cool to come on this show, who is our NXT columnist over at Wrestling Headlines. And we're going to bring him on to talk about NXT and the repercussions of TakeOver, which is really easy on a show like this. So, welcome, Jay Cool. Oh, that might be my best intro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Mm. I, the I, recurring I, thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jay Cool, the recurring thing. That's your wrestler nickname. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's right. Yes. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so this Sunday, what Sunday? This Saturday was NXT TakeOver. And it's fair to say... It was a, a, a semi-era shift. I felt like Great American Bash was a big shift. It wasn't a takeover, but you know what I mean? It felt like a big shift because of the Keith Lee win. But this felt like a genuine era kind of stapling show with, uh, you know, you kind of make it stronger that Io Shirai's women's champion. You cement Karrion Cross and, like, lower down the card as well. It just kind of felt like Damian Priest as well getting his elevation. So it felt like a genuine era shift, uh, which obviously when we get to what we're about to talk about, Obviously, it's, that's a little bit different. <laughs> it's a bit, a bit interesting. Lots of varying opinions. Uh, I was just majorly positive when I heard the news of the match for next week, but to see just a mix of opinions kind of surprised me a bit. But I'll explain the room, I'll explain the context first, the topic of the show. So, you've probably heard, the NXT Championship was vacated. Uh, Karrion Cross has vacated his newly won NXT Championship. And we started off the show with, vac- with him vacating said uh, title. Uh, Cross announced that he has separated his shoulder, like he loves the pain, but he's also a realist. There's no way they'll let him defend his championship in this condition. And he leaves the championship in the ring in front of the hourglass. Scarlet sets the logo on the Titantron aflame, (laughs) I guess, just digitally aflame, (laughs) as smoke rises, so it's real digital flame. And then it kind of settles down and it does a great shot of the NXT title. Just low down in front of the hourglass with smoke all around. That looked great. Carrying Cross in the background looking on at it as well. Just, uh, with the sentence of well, as well as uh, may all the obstacles brace for when I return or something like that. So I thought his promo was great. I just, I just kind of like the dramatics about his uh, whole presentation as well. So uh, I thought it's done really well. But this led to a second announcement. So... Uh, the irony, if Finn Balor wins the title next week after the champion separates his shoulder, the irony for Finn Balor, it all comes full circle. 
as uh, <laughs> the pain that he has suffered himself, he needs an award from. So, William Regal, he announced to the world that next week, for, for some reason, NXT's on Tuesday. I don't know why. If it's a sports thing, I don't follow the America sports, or I don't follow the politics closely enough to know there's a, if there's a politics event. All I know, NXT's next Tuesday. They called it Super Tuesday, but they wrote it in like the font you normally see for like, get this spicy chicken. It was in like the spicy chicken font, so I read it as like super tasty. <laughs> this is like Super Tuesday. Ah, oh, but you've given me a four-way that looks amazing, and so I'm calling it Super Tasty. The Super Tasty NXT four-way will <laughs> be taking place uh, next Tuesday, and yeah, so it's four men, but it's not just any four-way. First of all, the contestants are all kind of pillars of NXT. Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole in the yeah, four pillars of NXT throughout the years is they're kind of putting it like and uh, Finn Balor in his promo which we'll get to when we get through it in the card order like his promo really hit on it like really well really hard and played off that uh, but yeah, it's not just any four way with those four men it's also a 60 minute Iron Man match or Iron Men match, because it's plural. They didn't pluralise, it's just the name of the thing. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> but, so, yes, yeah, so I've seen a mixture of this. So I saw that, and I saw the four guys, and my immediate reaction was, that match is going to be amazing. Pure, not just because of the spots they could do, but it's the way that all four of those talents kind of interweave their stories and arcs and callbacks. And it's like, oh my, it's just a match which just screams that it's going to have depth to it over such a long period of time. Like, we are in for an adventure. We're in for a journey next week with these four men. And that the thought of that got me really excited. Then I go on Twitter and see quite a few complaints. It's like, well, shouldn't they be pushing somebody new? Why are they having to crown them this quickly? Could you not build to a title match and kind of build the anticipation, anticipation that way? Uh, instead, they're immediately doing a massive match. Like, really, this might not have happened in the past era of NXT, but in the TV era, this is a thing that will get a rating. Like, there's... No way. I'm, I mean, I'm covering it for wrestling headlines. I've got to watch it. <laughs> but if I, if I didn't have to watch it, I would definitely be watching this just because that four-way sounds amazing. But Jay Cool, as I've been going on for five minutes, that took quite a bit of explaining. <laughs> what did you think when you heard about the super tasty four-way? Um, I, I want to backtrack briefly because seeing Cross have to give up the title so suddenly was a huge letdown obviously for him but as far as like you know the last few months pushing him so hard to the top he beats keith lee which that's arguably you know a whole other conversation um and, and now like that whole like like you said like with balor it happened too he, they were they were going to push him as the champ and he gets hurt right away and he has to give up the title and it just screws with with I'm sure they had some planning uh, for Cross and who was going to face him next. So just on that level, it's a letdown um, for, for kind of the new era that, you know, you kind of prefaced with. You're, you had like a moment of it. It's like a firework. It's like, oh, there it is. Oh, it's gone now. Um, so, so now we're back to the, 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 the pinnacles of, of NXT, you know, um, the match is going to be awesome, absolutely. Like, what a great booking to have those four vets um, in an Iron Man match. Like, I don't, I don't think that's been done. I don't think a Fatal Four Way Iron Man match has been done yet. Um, I don't know if you can speak to that at all. Um, I don't know if it's been done with more than two people. 
I can't think of it. Yeah. It's 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 not it's just been like a singles thing, which has normally been for like when there's been a long rivalry, they'll normally do something there. Or of course the last one being Seth Rollins versus uh, Dolph Ziggler. With the you know, the yes, fans just the IC. Yeah, and there hasn't been an Iron Man since, but that's not an issue in the current era because there's nobody to muck it up. <laughs> you can just do it. <laughs> it's just, this era has kind of saved that from being a problem. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those that for me, in terms of match quality, it's going to be, um, I, I was going to say amazing, but I'm, I'm hyped for it. In terms of advertising to mm-hmm. me and selling me the match, they 100% succeeded. It just screams it'll be amazing. But I'm totally with you that carrying cross having to vacate immediately when he was getting such a fantastic push and it was so mm-hmm. strong and kind of consistent with how he was being built the entire time. Then he wins the title. And it's like, right, this is what they've been building to. How do they then follow through with that? What's his next story essentially? And I was totally with you. <laughs> and every point that like, it just sucks that they've suddenly this story they've been building for this big star to kind of take over NXT as a monster heel and all that work's just gone. It's, that's the wrestling world. Like it's obviously sucks, yeah. and the bright side is we get this <laughs> this amazing match. Uh, I do understand people who want different things out of wrestling. If you do want to see NXT, because it's it's another thing as well where NXT is constantly pushed forward, and this match feels like the opposite of that because it's harkening back and celebrating the past in some way, as well. NXT has never really done that. The closest would be, I guess returning main roster stars like Kevin Owens at War Games or Charlotte to come back to have her feud and same with Banks and Bailey. I guess that's the closest they've come to celebrating their past like on their show with the wrestlers like involved in things. But this four-way, it, yeah, because it feels like, as I was saying, my main point was in with Great Moken Bash and TakeOver 30, they set up a new generation and followed through and now we were we were in it. Then suddenly this injury happens. It's like, well, we've lost Keith Lee as well. We can't even do that. We've likely lost Dijakovic, as in he appears to be maybe at least perhaps <laughs> in retribution. Like, who knows if there's a plan for that stable? But he's not on NXT, is my point. Uh, and they've lost, like, everybody, they'd, everyone knew they'd pushed. So it kind of makes sense for now to figure out who do you push as the next guy. Just put it on, like, the trusted names just for a bit to build somebody back up. Because I feel like that's the one thing that's been missed in the kind of criticism of it, of, of just who. Who would you put it on without... Of course, the other criticism is you don't have to do this match. Mine's if you are doing this match <laughs> kind of thing. Um, because, again, all those big names, it's Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, Dijakovic, really. They're the three. Two are on the main roster and one's injured. They're, they're gone now. <laughs> Just imagine if three three of the four of these guys all got injured at once. Like That's pretty hindering as well. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's an issue at all that the match is... Because that's been like the big criticism I've seen. That the match is so strong with names of the past rather than any names of the future. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit of that. Um, having, you know, checked out some input from social media online and stuff. Um, but I think where where I would have where I would have liked to have seen and what they've done in the past is, is stretch it out a little bit. And I totally get that they want to have a big you know, match. They want to have a big rating quickly, um, and and maybe that's the pressure of them having booked the the Fatal Four Way Iron Man match. But you know, think about when when Alistair Black, you know, a few, a few summers ago, he gets attacked and he's hurt, mm. 
and how well they drew that out and then they let that storyline ride for a few months until you know we finally got the reveal um i'm not asking for you know a two three month thing because i just don't think it's realistic anymore uh, not like it used to be but but certainly have a few weeks where they've got you know maybe you still end up with with cole and gargano and chomp and Balor in that match but draw it out and have those guys you know kind of coming out one or two a week and saying you know nxt needs a strong leader for the you know for the the brand they need a, a veteran presence they need a, a champion and i am that champion and i am the best champion that nxt has ever had right and then you get the other guy going oh wait a second no 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 i'm the best nxt champion that we've ever had and that way you kind of build up what we're already excited for but you build it up more in, in the narrative so that it makes even more sense um, for us to be excited about like, oh man, like these guys are really, you know, intensely trying to prove, you know, their manhood. They're trying to prove their, their legacy instead of like, it just gets booked and thrown together. And, and we're only caring on that surface level of like the pleasure of watching that match versus you draw it out a few more weeks and you let those guys kind of talk it up and they all have the ability to do that. And now we're in, we're in, you know, really on that, uh, that's the under level too you know that's what i would have liked to have seen yeah actually that's a really good kind of way uh, again from somebody who's kind of like me where it's like i mean i'm gonna look forward to it i'm not complaining like at all about this <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah i i yeah it could have always been built up a bit more and this feels like it's a big idea that will spike a rating and that's normally something we've never had to worry about with nxt but that mm-hmm. that is a thing now that on television they have to kind of try and do those things especially with shifting a day as well to like give you a proper reason to watch. Not only are they shifting a day, but they're shifting a day after we've had the second pay-per-view in a week in payback or playback as I was calling it. And we will have Monday Night Raw the night before. Then it's into NXT. It's like, I can understand there might be just a little bit of fatigue like by that point. Oh, for sure. Like on... Um, for sure. On Monday... Because uh, I was considering, do I even cover Payback? Because I'm covering Jingu, the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling event. And yeah. running a baseball stadium, that's cool as hell. <laughs> but but with, <laughs> like, with with that with that happening, and with Payback, and I was just thinking, do I even cover it? Because I've got so much. And on Monday, I was like, that can F off. <laughs> just no, it's not happening. I'm busy, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but I've done a 360 now, it's all right. I'll be covering Payback. <laughs> just... Ah, uh, you pushed me into it, <laughs> but I, uh, I, yeah, I feel like by Spicy Tuesday, I've got loads of names for it. <laughs> by Spicy Tuesday, they all have, they'll have their, they'll have, it'll be fine, I reckon. It's because they've got that match. Even if people don't tune in mm-hmm. for the bulk of the show, that match for me is appealing enough that it will do the job. The only thing that could hurt them is Raw being crap for me, like it was this week, where. There were good. There was good moments in it. I think Vandy Orton is on absolute fire. I think his uh, he and Drew are both amazing. Keith Lee himself was great. It was the changes out of his control that were weird, and but like the show overall, it fatigued me. And I after SummerSlam, I wanted more wrestling because I thought that was a really good show. I really enjoyed it. Then Monday Night Raw happened, and I was done. Like no, <laughs> I need time off. I'm fatigued. Uh, so if I then have to watch NXT the next day in that mindset. So, yeah, I wonder how many people that do you? I don't know because you're the NXT guy. I don't, know, I don't know if I've ever asked. Do you routinely watch the other WWE shows? There was 
there was a time imp when i had time for that but as a as a father of two young kids uh it's just uh, hard to 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 what you just can't commit to that many hours of tv a week that's uh, it's been a running theme over here at lords of pain slash wrestling head yeah <laughs> just uh, cutting back on just the amount of time uh, for me it was more covid having my, my life situation completely changed with covid and mm-hmm. well, sir sam our writer who also used to watch quite a bit He's now mostly AW and a bit of New Japan. Like same situation. Yeah. We've got we got people who had time, but now they've got little ones, and little ones don't care. <laughs> they don't care that there's a four way <laughs> next week. <laughs> uh, so, but when they get a little older, then they yeah. may care, and then that'll be easier to watch that. You know, you have that. That's mo- the hope. You have that moment that Doc had, where he was telling That's us right. about because uh, we were all complaining at WrestleMania. Oh, the what, latest one in New Orleans. Not the latest WrestleMania, but the last one that was in New Orleans. And they put Charlotte yeah. Ascon, like, second. And loads of us were complaining. And then Doc just comes in and right, just, he's just saying, like, my daughter, it was amazing. <laughs> just by the way, the fact that she could watch that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I never would have thought about it from that perspective. <laughs> he had an amazing father moment with his daughter just be, because that match was on earlier. <laughs> so, yes, you got, you got that to look forward to. <laughs> that's right now it's now it's hell and lack of sleep <laughs> but eventually you'll get your brain back eventually be el- you'll be able to do sudoku <laughs> think about that <laughs> amazing <of it>. yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> now we're going to go through the card uh, in order of like, the things that happened going from uh, i guess the start of the second sec- second match all the way down to the main event and let's Chip in with, like, I guess, takeover things as we go along. It'll happen. We'll end up tangenting a tad and takeover will come into conversation. Uh, so first off, they do that first segment and then I go, Oh, Stu Bennett! Sonny is like, oh, sorry, no, that's his life name. Wade Barrett! <laughs> Wade Barrett's in! Uh, it's just great to see the pressing man back in WWE. Uh, like over, I've seen him, like, plenty all over. Uh, he was on... Uh, ITV's like wrestling kind of foray that they did for like one or two years. He was a commentator on that, so he's done commentary on like mainstream TV over here in the UK. That was a few years ago now, though. That's why they started NXT UK. Like uh, Wade Barrett was on the opposite side of why that was kind of started in the first place. Uh, so wow. it's a little bit of history. And see, all, I didn't realize how big a circle that is because most recently he's been with the NWA and their relaunch, and he's been fantastic on there, doing a lot of commentary work on that as well. So now with everything on hold, we've kind of seen NWA guys and girls just because Thunder Rosa, the NWA Women's Champion, she showed up on AEW, and with the title, I thought that was awesome, <laughs> and. Then we got Stu Bennett. Sorry, wait, I've got to, I've been calling Stu Bennett for so many years. I've been able to drop his wrestling name and just call him Stu Bennett. But no, he's back into saying way about again. But yeah, so he's been on NWA and he's been doing commentary work. So he's had more than enough experience. Like when they brought in Nigel McGuinness. Like he'd been doing Men of Honor mm-hmm. for quite a bit. So he hadn't just jumped into this suddenly. Like No, he's had experience outside of WWE of doing this. Uh, and obviously... Like he's Wade Barrett. He slotted him perfectly. It's like, oh, hearing his voice again on, on a WWE product. Oh, it's like home. <laughs> it's like home. <laughs> uh, anyway, on to the NXT Tag Team Championships. J. Cole, we've got new champions. Febreze. We do. <laughs> champions, yes. And what do you make of Febreze as champions? Oh, wonderful. Like... Yeah, it's a, it's it. They're the they're the right team to go to next. They've they've actually they've been the most consistent 
tag team of the la- of the COVID era. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and they're, they're fun. They're such a fun team to watch. They're great in the ring. Um, you know, it, it, the tag team division is just, it's, it's sad where it is now, but, uh, Brizango is not a sad part of it. You know, like this is the right call, uh, to see them beat Imperium and, 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 and Eichner and Bartel are, are awesome in the ring too. Uh, this was a pretty good match overall, I would say. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing them fight again, to be honest. Like if Imperium was like, no, we don't accept this result. Like we're going to fight you you know, again one more time. Like I would be okay seeing a bit of a feud here, partly because there just really isn't a whole lot else going on in the tag division um, right now. Um, you know, you've got Birch and Lorcan who will always give you a good match. Um, but even like Undisputed Era, and I'm sure we'll get to it, Things are, I would say, things are changing there too. Mm. So after that, there's not a lot happening. Like as I'm looking at my my roster and my stats here, it's just like it's brutal. Um, so let Prezango have a go at it. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, I'm t- yeah, totally agree. And for me, the thing that it does the best is it's like a really natural transition to Mendoza and Phoenix. As in, you've got that set up. Yeah, <laughs> you can just do that now. Really, really push that faction. I feel like Escobar. He could get above the cruiserweight kind of level because I feel like the faction's really strong. They just need to like build up their consistency, obviously, which just takes time, and they're doing that really well. Uh, they're being quite innovative with his wins, I guess, is a, is a way to put it. We'll get to the match <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. I'll call that finish innovative. But yeah, for Breeze have been consistent, and of course, just the immediate reaction of people like that's Tyler Breeze's first title, which like in all of WWE, which feels a little bit weird. Right. Like he was the I guess of the of that initial era of like Sami Zayn, Neville, um, I won't say Cesaro, but Cesaro was in there giving amazing matches. But yeah, Sami Zayn, Neville, I guess Bo Dallas, <laughs> Tyler Breeze, uh, like he was of that like first era that, and like, it feels weird to say that he's the only one of those names that didn't win the NXT Championship because he was as big, he was up there with them. Like, he generally was, and he was a huge deal it was, I remember it was a huge moment when he got called up like they made it like a huge part of their yes. uh, NXT documentary that they did and yes it was like, wasn't it like their like their ending point was after being here three or four years he's finally getting his call up it was like a big emotional moment like he's happening he's earned it he's going up and then bleh <laughs> because yeah then the NXT's main roster thing happened and it wasn't just him it was multiple people and Keith Lee's like the first one in years that's hit the ground running, essentially, uh, as a big deal. I think Kevin, uh, on Raw, I'll say, I think if I'm right, Kevin Owens is the first one that's genuinely hit the ground running. Closest would be Shayna Baszler, then the temporarily turned her into a vampire for some reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'll get through the match quickly. The So we, we take... Sorry, I've lost myself in my notes. Uh, we've got new Titan champions, so take that foreigners, which is a sentiment that's not quite the same when you're listening to a podcast with an Englishman and a Canadian. <laughs> it's just that, like, oh, we're both. <laughs> uh, Brizango <laughs> attacking the heels as they were posing in the ring. Uh, the more serious demeanor on display right away. Uh, I mean, Fandango quickly found himself not getting out of the gates and on the end of beatdowns, but yeah, he's trying to find a way back in. 
Like, even after the tag was made, Breeze, like, seemingly repeating flow played out of the match. Uh, the heels were on top, but they were each making mistakes, and I like this pattern throughout, and Breezango capitalised every time. The champs staying in uh, as they at least weren't slipping in unison, like, able to reassert control and start the fight back for Breeze and Fandango all over again. But you get caught slipping too many times, eventually the stars align. Uh, Eichner messing up a drop kick in his tag move, Bartel getting caught, Breeze throwing super kicks, and Fandango flying off the top rope with a double leg drop to both men for the win. Uh, Breeze and Fandango win their first championships in WWE, uh, and I kind of liked it. That's the end of that. <laughs> Sometimes I think I need to end like, add like a little note on the end of it, and that failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I take no, it. Was it great. <laughs> I take it you enjoyed the match. It was a, it was a great moment, uh, and 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 I like having that <clears throat> opening match being you know something of substance and have a title match at the start just to get people in, engaged and and the tag team match is always a great great way to do that. So it was a great start to the show after the uh, the cross uh, relinquishing the title. Right, and we have got to blast through, so let's get my notes back up. Don't know why I've realised those. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa returns, everybody. Hooray! Yay! Oh, I just realised I blasted through something. Uh, blonde lady. And I still haven't learnt her name. <laughs> they don't say it. It's just she just turns up in interviews. Uh, blonde lady interviewer is with Damien Priest, the new North American champion backstage. Uh, Timothy Thatcher walks in and calls him embarrassing. In a straight-up match, Thatcher says that he'll show Priest just how unequipped his wrestling is. The champ pats his title and says, Ha, ha, looks like I'm more than well-equipped to me. And then just walks off like, ha, penis joke. Very funny, yes. <laughs> very, very funny. You're well-equipped. I get it. Yes, I get it. Uh, so Tommaso Ciampa is back. Uh, he faced Jake Atlas. For me, perfect choice of a lad to get beaten down. He's, there's something about him where he's you're like, oh no, Jake, no. <laughs> he gets destroyed. <laughs> so he did his job here. Uh, Champa, fair to say, bringing a tad of the aggressiveness back. Uh, just like headbutting Atlas, stomping on the man, doing that draped DDT, which he doesn't call a draped DDT as a proper name, I just can't remember it. Uh, winning in quick fashion. And after the match beating down Jake at ringside, the referees trying to usher him away, instead catapulting Atlas up into the steel ring frame and Atlas selling it like he properly injured his larynx or something. Uh, medics lift him onto a stretcher, but Champa attacks again, grabbing the man by the head and dropping him down hard with that draped DDT. Uh, this was an amazing thing, aggress aggressiveness, just immediately asserting that he's heel. And again, you don't have the issue of the actual full sale crowd, who probably would never cheer, would never boo him. <laughs> but because you have the faux crowd, they're like, boo, <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> uh, so that works. And uh, I thought, yeah, it's night for me. Uh, heel, badass Champa is the best version of Champa. So it's great to see that back. Yeah, it, it, I think this establishes that in that fatal four way, you're going to have. I would say Trump is going to be somewhat of a heel here. Yeah. Um, and, and Gargano is certainly is. And Cole is just kind of, you know, he's always on the edge of being face heel and then Balor's a face. So that's good. That's a good blend for that, that match next week. Uh, and, and Trump is showing like he's got his edge back. Cause let's not forget in June. Oh, that was rough. Yes. That was a rough way to, to be sent sent packing by Karrion Cross. So so Trump has got a little more a uh, little more to prove here. Uh, so him taking this extra effort to uh, injure 
uh, poor Jake Atlas. Uh, <laughs> it kind of makes sense. <laughs> uh, after that is an interview with Bronson Reed. Uh, but the talking point, I guess, is Austin Theory returning. Don't know what tone to talk about this with. Uh, I should have. I didn't follow what happened to him after because he was one of the names brought up in the allegations. Then he disappeared. He got taken off Raw, and now we see him again with like nothing. And this is the second person this has kind of happened with. But I didn't follow his enough to know where it ended. If that makes sense. I only saw that initial thing, then he was gone off TV. So I just, I just want to make a note of that. That it's the second person returning without really saying anything. As one, I do want to make mm-hmm. the note that I don't think these things are just going to go away the way WWE are hoping, especially with Velveteen Dream. As in, this isn't a kind of mini thing that will die out. This is a proper, like, the industry needs to change kind of movement. And I mm-hmm. think they're assessing it completely wrongly. There's just not that kind of, like, a quick kind of take on it. Uh, Austin Theory brags about being on WrestleMania at just 22 years old. Jokes that if he keeps working at it, Reed himself might make it. When he's 55, uh, the cheeky git gets a slap for his troubles. <laughs> the, the best way to phrase what happened to him. Uh, match number four, <laughs> Mia Yim versus Shotzi Blackheart. J. Cool, how are you digging Shotzi Blackheart? Shotzi Blackheart drives to the ring in a tank. Like, if that's not, like, waiting to sell, like, toys to the kids, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, like, let's sell. get that Blackheart tank. <laughs> that is going to sell. Right? Yeah. That's um, going to sell for sure. And, 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 uh, She's she's fiery in the ring. Like she's got a, she not she not her size isn't isn't huge. So she's got to make up for it with, with the uh, the energy level and the kind of the move set that goes goes with a quicker pace. And uh, she's she's doing well for herself um, as far as just like making herself, um, you know, someone you want to watch in the ring. Still, you know, there's been a few kind of rough around the edges moments but i mean she's new to the roster so um you know what i what i'm i, w- I would say any in, in a year's time she's probably still going to be there um she'll have have grown leaps and bounds and and probably be one of the the top girls in the division yeah i assume they're, they're putting quite a lot of weight behind her and that's really what I, this match signified to me as in they are giving her quite big wins and they're building her seemingly quite purposefully so within a, it feels like yeah, within a year she could be one of the top names of the division or even champion just because of how they're building her at such a rate. Um, but at the start of this segment, Robert Stone came out. Amazing stupid looking glasses on that man. <laughs> I was just laughing the minute I saw him. He laughs. So much. So. <laughs> just, it, was just, it was the chain on him as well. It's just like, my God, Robert. <laughs> uh, Robbie E has changed a fair bit from TNA. <laughs> He's just a weird... Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, He laughs at Mia for thinking he'd let Mercedes face her this week after what Ripley's been doing. But before he can elaborate, Shotzi drives out and over the legacy she goes with the tank. (laughs) That's tank run over number three for Robert Stone. (laughs) Happy healing, my friend. (laughs) Uh, This was a fun match between two faces, starting off respectfully and building the competitiveness as they try to catch the other out. Yim's experience over Blackheart coming into play, but Shotzi with a hell of a counter back in, and she capitalised to the fullest, uh, qu- quickly jumping on Yim after she just completely missed a dropkick and uh, jumped off the top with the senton for the win. So, like, we saw, I guess, quick opportunistic uh, ability there from Shotzi. So we've seen Hart before, but this was, oh, I could win this, <laughs> and then she does. It's like slowly building stuff. Uh, so do, uh, in terms of Yim, how have you been... Kind of uh, with uh, Yim's, I guess, recent character. I guess is if it 
if it is really anything other than slow background presence, I guess. Well, I think having Lee leave is not helpful to her mm. because they had that, that great little feud going with Gargano and Larray. And you kind of see, like, you know, reality blending with uh, <laughs> the show. Um, and it was great. It was good to see. See, I had no idea that Yim and Lee were together. And, and then, I mean, that's, that's a tough tandem. You don't want to meet them in the street. You know, they're going to beat the crap out of you. But um, so that's a miss for her now that Lee's gone. But, so, but in the other respect, now she's got to stand on her own again and, and kind of continue. But I think, like, I think she's already had her peak. Like, she already had that that uh that takeover match against Baszler mm. right and now she's she's kind of back in the in the middle of things again and she hasn't been winning very often like I don't know if she's gonna be pushed for another run at the title I, I don't see it happening mm. with with Shirai as the champ so I'm, I'm you know a little worried for her um, but you know good to see her get a, a good match like this on on TV yeah, I feel like she's one of those where I don't really see like a kind of place for her really in NXT. Like maybe on the main roster, but if she goes up to the main roster, she I can't. She need like a proper program. Uh, yeah. Unless she's one of the many changing bodies in Retribution, <laughs> like unless she's that, then or or yeah. she gets put into a tag team like like mm. that, like they used to do. They used to that used to be a yeah. great idea. Like let's get mm. these two people together and and then. They are it debuted to the roster as a tag team, and they wrestle as a tag team for a long time. And then, when when the timing is right, okay, let's push these people, or or let them stay as a tag team, right? Yeah, like a uh, team kick. I guess the most recent in the women's division, and obviously yeah. uh, Champo Gargano are an amazing example of that, just to its fullest. So yeah, there's yeah, that's a precedent for NXT just to kind of do that. And I guess they've kind of got a set up with Shotzi in a way, where they're fighting the same battles. They mm-hmm. kind of you can have them at least fight the battles together, then move on to the next thing, uh, and see how that goes. Obviously, uh, we've seen it work really well with Kai. Uh, I guess why not? Like if she's not doing anything, it's have, if she's not doing anything, she's not going to get called up. Why not? And uh, exactly, it also comes from a place of like obviously like her, think she's good, so it would suck if she gets lost just in the shuffle. So if she has something to mm-hmm. chew on and actually do. Which she she did, and for all we know, like a few weeks, they'll find something. But it feels like they're building to other people, so she's kind of lost yes. at the moment. Uh, see where other people land. See what happens after certain feuds. Uh, William Eagle was next. Uh, he did his thing. Uh, before we got to him, we got an interview with Dakota Kai. Uh, she says that the tag team match tonight will be a piece of cake. Io and Rhea aren't a team, and they're up against two people who are. She elaborated with a bit more creativeness than that, but that's what I got on my notes, so suck it. <laughs> that's all you're getting. Uh, <laughs> NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Nice to see this defended. Feels like it's been a while. Don't know if that's because of COVID more than reality. <laughs> Feels like it's been a while. Uh, the, it would have been Escobar's win, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. Mm. So yeah, so I'm not going crazy. It has been a while. Because <laughs> they've, they've been building up his stable uh, ever since, because that's when it was kind of born. Uh, but anyway, so he's defending against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, the champion sends his stable mates to the back. Uh, we'll see how much to trust that act. <laughs> like, as soon as it happened, I wrote that sentence. It's like, no, they're coming back. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, <laughs> Swerve trying to inject the pace from the get-go. Escobar slowing right back and wearing him down. 
However, Swerve showed his adaptiveness to wrestle at their game too, reversing into submissions of his own to wear down the champion. Then when the match elevated, Escobar himself showed he could counter at Swerve's game. Uh, going for a top rope head scissors, Scott found himself powerbound down hard onto the mat. Like, both men showing that they could counter in the style the other men were trying to wrestle. It was like, oh, it's a little story thing, but I really liked that. <laughs> I really like that detail. Mm. In terms of building up of there was a reason these two are fighting each other over a championship. Uh, after the break, the challenger was throwing everything, striking with force, flying with, uh, without respite, driving the champion down back in the ring, uh, which was when the rest of Legado del Fantasma ran out to stop the momentum, but their leader couldn't capitalise. Uh, Swerve again staying in and fighting back. Uh, the new tag team champions ran out to deal with the additional men and we were back to our original two and that's when it dawned on me. Oh yeah, that's that's who they'll wrestle. Yeah, this is really to get the titles on the guard of Del Fantasma. Okay, yeah, I like that. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. Um, the flow more even with both lads somewhat worn. Uh, Escobar falls to ringside and, so this is the point of t- discussion, dons a luchador mask, headbutts Scott and wins. Uh, so J. Cole, what did you read that ending as? Uh, shenanigans, Ooh, I think is what they call that. <laughs> uh, and, and wonderfully, wonderfully done. Um, I also really liked that they kept Breezango involved because they had teamed up uh, for the six-man Ooh. tag match uh, just a few weeks ago. So um, that was a great... This it's, it's the little things, right? Like you, you want to see those those alliances kept. It's like, yeah, you were wrestling together a few weeks ago. Like you didn't just have like a quick falling out all of a sudden one week because oh, that guy never talked to me today. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> defend him anymore. It's like no, like uh, you know, keep this stuff going because because yeah, they're you know, F- F- Legado del Fantasma is uh, its own entity. Like you're not gonna beat them just by yourself most likely. So. Liked that a lot. Um, yeah, the shenanigans ending was was fun. Like you said, um, it adds to his character that he's pulling off things like this, and and it, I would say serves the feud to go further. I don't know. I don't know if Scott gets another title shot. I, I, I'd be I'd be surprised if that happened. But certainly, like you say, the tag the tag uh, feud. I think that picks up. Um, yeah, I don't know where Escobar goes next. They've got a few cruiserweights who haven't been on TV for a while, but most of them have losing records, so they've got to build up another contender, I think. Even Maverick, he's not super built up right now to, to, to come back and face him again. I, I, so they need to give this division a little attention. Mm. I felt like they like it had a lot of, kind of momentum going when it was uh, Leo Rush and Angel Garza. Like they injected so much life into that NXT Championship scene. Then the tournament kind of set up stuff, mm. but now it feels like it's just Escobar. As in, it feels like the division is only two people because there's nobody else wrestling in it. There are no other cruiserweight matches on the show. There's no other characters being built up. There is Two or Five Live, but do you watch Two or Five Live? Two or Five Live still on? It's still on. It's still a thing. I think he got because <laughs> I think. Yeah, somebody was saying what was the worst show of the year to like Meltzer or somebody and he was like well to be fair the worst show is actually 205 Live because <laughs> like nobody cares they don't care it's just a show like why is it even happening <laughs> kind of level so 
is what's the worst show, Raw, SmackDown, or AWNXT? The answer is none of them. <laughs> Through Revive Live. That's right. Um, but that's yeah. like a case in point that like I don't know of any contenders for Escobar. And when he said this must be done with Swerve, I was just sitting there thinking, like, yeah, he must be done. And now there's like no division. <laughs> like, what division is he reigning over? Uh, wait, I guess that sucks in a way because I feel like he's good. I feel like the group's good. They just need more time. Um, even though Swerve's yeah. done, I feel like Breeze and Fandango are like, obviously just starting, and this, for me, directly set up a tag team match for them to just straight up jump into. Uh, I don't know uh, who challenged Escobar, though. That's a good point you raise, <laughs> what I can't answer. Yeah. Uh, so We'll have to watch for it. Mm. Yeah, see if we pick up any hints to know who on earth it could be. Uh, we got a Gargano promo. Uh, building up this week's show then we got a Balor promo building up next week's show uh, with a big match as well uh, Gargano sees there's a golden opportunity in the building of an HD kingdom uh, Balor see, says that he's going to prove he's not a cornerstone he's the centrepiece and uh, next week uh, he's going <laughs> to continue with like uh, appeasing the network the advertisers the people trolling on the internet they're going to get that, what they want Finn Balor as NXT champion uh, I like that character like he's like I'm Finn Balor. I'm a bloody draw, mate. <laughs> I like that character. <laughs> he knows what he is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the penultimate match of the night: Kyle O'Reilly versus Drake Maverick. Uh, so the bit people are reading into. Do you do you also read that Kyle O'Reilly might be splitting from Undisputed Era? I didn't read into it that way. I read into it as. And, and and very few factions in recent memory, I think, have pulled this off. I read into it as, okay, O'Reilly and Fish, awesome tag team. They can still be a team, but now they can branch out and do some single stuff. And O'Reilly, man, oh man, like he's he is awesome as a singles wrestler. He's got all the tools. And if 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 Cole's ego is, is is allowing him to kind of have a go at the singles. Like there's your fresh face. Like that's an easy move for, for NXT. Mm. If they, if the undisputed era is going to stay in NXT, that's an easy move is let's start getting him these little singles wins. And then let's just let him kind of take it because, uh, you know, there's a lot of potential. We just haven't seen him, uh, in this kind of division, um, yet. Right. Yeah. For anybody who's watched him outside of WWE, or even just in his debut, like before the Undisputed Era really was a thing, like yeah, you saw how great he is. Like he is an amazing singles wrestler. It's uh, but it obviously become a tag team guy, like with Red Dragon, with Bobby Fish, and but Undisputed Era, they've already shown shown in the past with when Bobby Fish got injured that they can rotate who's the tag champs or the tag competitor, and it doesn't hinder them at all. Yes, I think that's the thing we learned. Like it was quite a good injury to have. Of like, can you rotate Roddy Strong in there? Would it still feel like a unit? Yes. Can you substitute Adam Cole in? Would it still feel like a unit? Yes. <laughs> so suddenly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, kind of Riley's free. Like to actually, he just swap him with Roddy Strong. And I felt like this week, if Fish and Strong are on the same page, cool. They're the people on the same page. Send O'Reilly's single star. <laughs> That's just, right. Yeah. Uh, especially when like Strong gets featured in the North American Championship tournament, that cements him as well. I feel like, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. word for word agree with you. If you're going to keep Undisputed Era in NXT, why not change up the dynamic a bit and 
One really easy way to do that is you've got an incredible single star right in front of you in Kylo Riley. Why not give him some time and just rotate strong into the more of the faction role that Riley's been in for the most of a while? Uh, in my notes, I wrote it as O'Reilly doesn't join in. Hmm. Like O'Reilly slides out of the ring when Dane charges. Hmm. <laughs> that was it. No commentary. <laughs> Just well, I noticed those things happened. We'll see what that means. Uh, I, I guess a really quick sum up of the match would be uh, like Drake and Dane were pissed off after Undisputed Era jumped in on their match a couple of weeks ago. So the wee man of Birmingham, England, attempted some retaliation. It goes really well. Uh, it, it doesn't. <laughs> he finds himself fully trapped in a heel hook and tapping out in pretty quick time. Uh, that's when Dane comes out afterwards because Fish and Strong are stomping all over the Englishman. O'Reilly not really joining in, but Dane charges to the ring, takes out the other two and looks at O'Reilly. O'Reilly's on the outside. And to kind of lead into what you were saying, with that dynamic, you could just immediately do it next week. Or like the, maybe in two weeks, yeah. like Dane versus O'Reilly. You've set it up. Yeah. <laughs> just that's immediately right. jump on it. Uh, interview with Ripley. Uh, asked whether her and EO are really allies. Uh, Vey is like, of, of course not. Like I was making the statement that the NXT Women's Champion is mine now. Uh, but if Kai wants me to stop or step aside, why doesn't she make me? Like Because Kai's entire promo was built upon the fact of, oh, they're not friends. We've got an easy win here. And Vey's like, yeah. So... <laughs> Just breaks it down. Really. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, got Adam Cole's promo and... His statement is, uh, it's one thing to hold the NXT Championship once. That's bad note writing. It's a whole other ball game to hold it twice. And that's exactly what he's going to do. Uh, pretty standard, I'm going to win the Rumble speech. <laughs> but it was all right. <laughs> uh, main event. Uh, we didn't get a speech on Champa because we got that visually. <laughs> that's all right. He's, that's he's right. said what he wants to do in his match. And oh, did, I, did we talk about who we think is going to win the four-way? No, we didn't. Who do you think we should win? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I like I like Balor as as the winner. Uh, I think he's got the most momentum um, out of everybody. Um, he's and, and especially at takeovers, he hasn't lost at takeovers since he's returned. Um, yeah, I I, 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 you know, to be honest, I mean, Trump is back, and that's great. He has no business being in this. And especially winning because of the way he got trashed by Cross. Like, he needs to build it back up. Um, and Gargano has just lost a North American title shot. So, like, he's even weaker. Cole, you know, at least he he beat an NFL player recently. So, that's something. Uh, and it was a great match, by the way. I just want to throw that in. Loved watching that match uh, on Saturday night. Um, so, for me, it's Balor or Cole. And I don't see them giving Cole back the title. So, I think it's Balor. I also want to give that sentiment. Pat McAfee Cole was fantastic. It was my match of the night. Uh, the, the, yeah. the ladder match is fun chaos. Uh, it's not. It's not quite the same without a crowd there. But it was like some of the spots were uh, crazy and awesome, and it escalated in a fantastic way. All of the guys got ma- big moments in. Cameron Grimes was the pin holding it all together. <laughs> I loved Cameron Grimes in that <laughs> match. <laughs> it's a massive shout out to him. For me, that was his NXT arrival. <laughs> he was fantastic. Uh, yes, that's right. I'm inserting former NXT show names in as puns. <laughs> Just to keep things rolling. So let's go to the main event, and we've done it. And uh, as I was talking about before the show, like, how many segments does an NXT show have compared to Raw? We're ending on eight. How lovely. Didn't even make it to double figures. Oh, it's, it's nice. And, it, and I included <laughs> William Regal as one of the segments. <laughs> Just to kind of say, 
how kind of smooth NXT is as a viewing. Even at two hours, it's still an easy watch, which is one of the worries when it went to two. Like, would it would it flow that well? And the answer from day one has been yes. So that's it's been great to see. But the main and event- it's not that much more. It's not that much more time. Hmm. Sorry to jump in there. Like, hmm. you know, the episodes on the network were 47, 50 minutes, sometimes maybe a little more. You're only gaining realistically like maybe 25 minutes, half an hour more with hmm. the commercials. So it's not too bad. Yes. But yeah, with commercials, actually, that completely changes how much time is actually being added. Like when I tell people oh, I have to watch the three hour war show, because how long does that take you? Ah, oh, about two hours because <laughs> it's so many adverts yeah. and if you, if you skip the replays and things it's even closer to two hours so it's not really a three-hour show it's all right as somebody who doesn't watch it live if you're watching it live i pity the fool <laughs> but like the thunderdome people well they've got to i think for those who sign up for SummerSlam, they have to be there for the pre-show as well and just make sure they're there whilst they're setting things up uh, and I'm just like, I ain't watching no pre-show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Plus, you don't want me on the Thunderdome thing because I'm not making noise at midnight in my bedroom <laughs> whilst I'm writing notes sat on my ass. That's <laughs> not happening. Uh, anyway, the no. main event, Io Shirai and Ray Ripley versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Do I even need to tell you that this was great? Because, of course, it was. It did everything it needed to set up the next stages really well. Uh, Ripley and Shirai showing cohesion to start with, but Gonzalez and Kai work just that little bit better, just a little bit smoother. Uh, a crack that showed itself more over time. The champ and Aussie in increasing danger, but Mercedes Martinez running in secured the momentum for the heels. Uh, this week it was Martinez, Martinez's turn for the run in, pulling Ripley off the apron, sending her first step. Something's happened. Your YouTube is not receiving enough video maintained smooth streaming. Okay, if you're anyone's experiencing an issue, do tell me. My preview's fine. I'll see what it looks like. Maybe my internet's just gone bleh. Uh, anyway, so Martinez gets a run in on Ripley, pulls her off the apron, sends her face first onto the steps. Uh, Gonzalez was unable to pin Shirai. Uh, Ripley with a nice save, pushing the champ out of the way of a charging Kai just in time. Uh, but limping in, Ripley had no answer for Kai's diesel driving forward with a big boot. Uh, Kai and Gonzalez score the win, uh, and EO lays by the ropes, looking pissed. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what did you make of this oh, main yes. event? So great to see multiple feuds kind of blending together here, right? You know, um, since Ripley came back on Saturday. You know, you kind of think like, oh, she's back to claim what was hers. And then she's going to challenge Shirai. And then she is not going to be able to challenge Shirai because she has <laughs> too many other people trying to take her down and, and put her in her place. So uh, I really like that Martinez, you know, again, continuing that that Robert Stone brand is, is kind of getting in people's way. Um, that's great because then that, that satisfies, you know, for Ripley and Martinez and the, and the brand for them to feud for at least a few more weeks. So that's covered. But then, you know, Ripley still is going to be pissed off, you know, at Gonzalez and Kai. So there's that, that they can come back to. And then it continues the, the Kai Gonzalez Shirai feud from takeover, which has, I think more room to grow from what they had a great match on Saturday too. I would, I would say like, that was maybe my second favorite match of the night. I really liked how 
how well they were um, matched up. Um, and I felt the pace of that match was, was really uh, engaging. And, um, and, you, and you saw it again um, last night. That, that they work really well. They fight well against each other. Um, and Gonzalez, nice uh, you know, nickname there, the Diesel Presence. That's what I'm getting from this, too. She's she's just kind of the woman waiting in the wings, uh, <laughs> waiting to to be the the next uh, you know one to push up, and this is and that's a great way to do it. Yeah, it's it's done really well. That's the best way I can explain it. <laughs> it's been done really well, and they're building a uh, building that up uh, to a point at the moment where they feel like a tight unit with no kind of chance of anything going awry at the moment because they're such a tight unit, and that's what this tag team showed. And yes, they won with stuff, uh, shenanigans going on, but they won. And that's all that matters. That's what they said. <laughs> and they went and won. And so, that's uh, right. And building it up nicely. Uh, for me, the best kind of building up, like when you are going to turn somebody heel, where, not heel, but when you turn somebody on the team, where we're at now, where there's no hint of anything going awry, they genuinely feel like a unit, that, that means you've accomplished it. Like, well done. It's well done. And of course... They can always use the fact that we're just blatantly seeing, of course, Shawn Michaels in NXT now. Of course, we get a diesel. <laughs> like, even saying that her nickname uh, it has been kind of semi officially been given as Big Mama Cool, I think it was. Oh, <laughs> so wow. Properly played, as in not even hiding it, <laughs> just full on leaning into no. it. Like, she is Lady Kevin Nash. <laughs> just like. Um, like, even that as a nickname is pretty good <laughs> it just works for her Lady well. Kevin Nash, like that's great mm. and her delivery in an interview as well when she was just saying to Ray Ripley that you've messed up essentially like yeah she feels like a threatening thing and that's something that again Diesel nailed <laughs> it was that feeling like I'm the big guy who's going to beat you up and you've messed up because you've got in this situation so, oh, yes I really like that <laughs> it's your own fault <laughs> uh, my, my favourite thing about that is you can then Oh, my example was going to be uh, Brian Kendrick and Ezekiel Jackson, so it's not exactly the best. But well, did, yeah, if, if anybody remembers that, where Kendrick was a bit of a prick and Ezekiel Jackson was the big guy, and you saw the big guy beating up the little people on behalf of the prick. <laughs> so when the prick goes too far and eventually just pisses off the big guy, you you know what's going to happen. And I just love That's it right. when they set it up like that. Don't know why that was my example when we've just been talking about Shawn Michaels Diesel. <laughs> but I went to it. 2009 Smackdown. No one references it. <laughs> uh, anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. A solid NXT. A really easy watch. Uh, in terms of like the reports and things that happened, I'm, I, guess, I guess I'm interested to see what the ratings were. Just because it's another NXT without AEW. And last week, the numbers didn't really jump up. And it was really interesting to see AEW hold their same numbers on a completely different day, like on a Saturday night. Like that was, for me, I was like, oh, that's, that's really good. Just for wrestling overall. Because I've said it before, if somebody that is being loyal to just one of the shows and not watching the other one, you're losing out for some weird brand loyalty reason. I don't, yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> just watch it all. Wrestling's great. Uh, yeah, Solid NXT. And we've already talked about where things might be going and TakeOver. Again, um, overall, did you enjoy TakeOver? TakeOver, you know, was was pretty good overall. It, you know, wasn't... I don't think it, it, it hit the, the level of In Your House. I thought In Your House was stronger. 
stronger book, strong, more strongly booked overall, and and match wise a little more engaging. Um, but uh, and and I don't, and you know, as far as like, I always like to look at um, the the end of the NXT season for me is the summer one because you know for Brooklyn they had it for four straight years and that was like kind of the the highest you know the top takeover um just narrative wise um a lot of people look at still look at the takeover in april and 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 especially this year you just can't do that so for me this is like the end of the season and now we're starting something new um it it didn't i don't think it met toronto from last year and and how could it in a way right like not having the fans there does change how we receive the show absolutely um but it was still a decent decent enough show and 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 certainly the wrestlers on it um they all everybody showed up there wasn't a match that was like oh i'll never you know watch that again or i'll never talk about that match (laughs) um but it yeah it just didn't meet the other the level that usually you would see in in august yeah and it like how could it like if if fans were there then maybe Uh, but in the current era i can totally understand it like there isn't that level of oomph to really drive in front of the massive crowd as well to really drive it just to force that that next gear uh but again enjoyable show and i felt the, the ladder match was full of guys that kind of trying to do that but in the environment it's a bit weird <laughs> it's not quite the same uh, and mm-hmm. um it's like something a comedian told me uh, was like when you hear like a certain reaction from a smaller crowd you know in front of a bigger crowd that's a massive reaction you tell that same joke and yeah. hit, uh, you get a completely different noise and feeling from it and so same here like you get a certain reaction from the faux fans you know in front of a live crowd that absolutely kills and <laughs> they have an incredible reaction yeah. to it uh, so yeah anyway Perfectly well-flowing NXT show, built up to next Spicy Tuesday. I've used it one twice now, damn it, I had so many. <laughs> I'm going to oh, have to order... Spicy Tuesday. I'm going to have to order Spicy Chicken <laughs> to watch that show with next week. I've, I've committed. Do you guys have Popeyes over there? Oh, no, 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 no. I've got... Oh, that would be amazing. We've got. I think we've got Popeyes maybe in like, very few locations. They're not nationwide, okay. really. I think they exist. They definitely exist on like mainland Europe. In certain countries, right? Uh, I think like Spain, maybe Italy. I'm not sure about that. Um, anyway, <laughs> so realised I could go on a massive tangent trying to remember all the different ones. <laughs> but now I've got Nando's. <laughs> I can order Nando's. Let's just eat <laughs> and Uber. Uber eats to come over. Nice. So yes, I can order in chicken. I don't have to leave my house. That's been my favourite thing about lockdown, and worst thing in terms of health. <laughs> so it's just being able to just order in delicious takeaway <laughs> and things. Uh, They've really upped their game during lockdown, and I really appreciate that as a person who likes food. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it was great to see Wade Barrett back and hear his voice in our ears all night long. Uh, He says he's going to be back next week as well. Uh, I'm I'm assuming he's just temporarily there whilst Mauro Ranallo is uh, away. So once Mauro's back, I don't expect Bennett to stay there. But you never know. He could leave. I said Bennett again. I'll get it right eventually. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, if he goes back to being Stu Bennett, then all this effort was a waste of time. <laughs> it's just for like two weeks trying to try and get the name right. It doesn't even matter. Uh, I will be back on Sunday for uh, Aftershock for Payback with all, all that build to that card, all the anticipation of of we're doing a thing. Okay, then. <laughs> That's the hype. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be all right. 
Uh, J. Cool, uh, do you want to plug all of your stuff? Yeah, I just uh, I just released the updated uh, NXT rankings um, from basically COVID era, so from March twelfth all the way up to last night's show. So uh, for people who haven't been following that closely, um, the rankings just give you kind of a snapshot of of where things are, and in NXT. Um, so there's that, and uh, in the next few weeks um, there should be. A definitive matches uh, column that I'm putting out, uh, and I've done some research on what WWE sees as NXT definitive matches, and then what do like kind of you know fans, critics, writers of NXT think, and then I'm going to put that in frame it with my own take. So, so there'll be that to look forward to as well. Um, all on WrestlingHeadlines.com, of course. And you can follow him at jcoolwh. He's changed it. I've not changed any of my stuff. <laughs> I need to change your image and <laughs> put the actual thing on it. Still says lots of pain on that. <laughs> but yes, um, so jcool with a capital C as well. I've got to remember to say that one. Uh, wh, that's if you're a podcast listener. If you're a YouTube watcher, it's been under the second box the entire show. So hopefully you can read. <laughs> it's in the description as well uh, if you want to just a quick, easy click link, I think. I think I put it in the description. This is a really bad time for me to realise I didn't. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at the damn Implicat. I will be live after Aftershock. I'll be posting a column for New Japan Pro Wrestling's Jingu show. Uh, I'm, I was pl- maybe planning on doing a live show with Shaman or Jeff, but I've had to pull out. So again, just middle of a Saturday at the moment. Things sometimes happen, so I'm doing it as a column instead. Uh, so look forward to that as well. You can check out, as you just said, uh, Jekyll's column went up early. For me, it was early this morning. I saw it. I don't know when you posted it or <laughs> if you scheduled it. Hey, but... you're welcome, by the way. That was just for the, the European uh, crew that, that came up uh, on oh. the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did schedule it, right? You weren't actually up. Were you oh, up? I was up. Oh, you were up. I was oh. definitely up. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the life of a man with a little one. <laughs> already kind of explained that concept. Um, yeah, so that, that column's already up. So you can go and read that now after you listen to this show because this show's aired early. Uh, my column will be up after the, the uh, New Japan show on Saturday and they'll be live on Sunday. Then I'll be back on Monday for the Raw review as well. You can check out all the other stuff here on Laws of Pain uh, YouTube. It's still called Let It Be YouTube, so that's all right. And we'll. What's happened recently? Oh, last week I put up a SummerSlam worst case roulette where I did a full animation of a 40-minute video and put that up. The show was with Wrestling Shorts, who himself does short animations, and uh, I thought it was fitting to do properly animate <laughs> something. And that's why on Saturday I died. So <laughs> if you want to know why that happened, watch the video. You'll see the amount of effort and why I died on Saturday. Uh, so with that all due, as YouTube tells me again, it's not receiving enough information. So I'm going to have to watch this back and see if it all fails. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, so with that, I say thank you for watching, listening, sub- liking, subscribing, commenting, just engaging at all, following either of us on Twitter. And uh, it's a five-star reviews or whatever podcasting you're listening to us on because we, re- we go out to loads of them. So I don't know where you listen to this. <laughs> so uh, with that, I say thank you for listening. And Jekyll says... Adieu, adieu. Adios. Ten.